0: Good morning and welcome to Current Radio. It's Tuesday, December 26th. Today, we're discussing the Ravens' victory, with Lamar being hailed as the MVP, and we'll also delve into the highlights from NFL Week 16, including the Raiders' shocking win over the Chiefs and the Eagles' narrow victory. Plus, we'll talk about Mavs Doncic passing the 10,000 points mark in his 358th game, and how has lifted the heat to victory despite Butler's absence. All this coverage and more, up next. Welcome to Current Radio's Sports Station. Please enjoy today's selection of sports news. In a thrilling game between the Baltimore Ravens and the San Francisco 49ers, quarterback Lamar Jackson put on a performance that had his coaches, teammates, and fans declaring him the best player in football. Helena, what's your take on Jackson's performance?
1: Steven, it was an absolute masterclass from Jackson. He threw for 252 yards and two touchdowns and led Baltimore in rushing with 45 yards. This was all while out-dueling 49ers quarterback Brock Purdy, who had a career-worst four interceptions. Jackson's performance has now put him as the frontrunner for MVP, with two weeks remaining in the regular season. What's interesting is that Jackson
0: seems to be repeating his 2019 season, where he won NFL MVP and the Ravens were the AFC's number one seed. But he's not focused on that, is he?
1: Not at all, Stephen. Jackson has made it clear that he's not concerned about what others describe as an MVP performance. He's more focused on not repeating the 2019 team's mistake of losing their first playoff game. His focus is on taking it one day at a time, one practice at a time, and one game at a time.
0: Jackson's elusiveness and ability to throw downfield has certainly captivated the football world, but he's also on track to become one of the more unlikely NFL MVPs, isn't he?
1: Indeed, Steven. With 19 touchdown passes this season, he could become the MVP with the fewest touchdown passes. The current record is held by Steve McNair with 24. But it's not just about the stats. As Ravens middle linebacker Roquan Smith said, it's about the impact he has on the game, the plays he makes quarter in and quarter out, play in and play out.
0: The Ravens were 6.5-point underdogs to the 49ers. How did that factor into the game?
1: Well, Steven, it was definitely a point of motivation for the Ravens. Being such a decided underdog was brought up in Sunday's team meeting, and several players said they felt disrespected by so many picking the 49ers to win. Baltimore inside linebacker Patrick Queen spoke about that when giving the talk in the final pregame huddle on the field. He urged his team to go out there and take what they want.
0: And that's exactly what they did. Thanks for your insights, Helena. Now, let's pivot to the NFL, where Week 16 was full of surprises, with the Los Angeles Rams strengthening their playoff hopes and the New Orleans Saints' postseason aspirations taking a hit. The Pittsburgh Steelers routed the Cincinnati Bengals, and the Buffalo Bills took control of their playoff destiny with a narrow victory over the Los Angeles Chargers. Helena, what are your thoughts on these developments?
1: Well, Steven, it's certainly been an exciting week. The Rams' victory over the Saints was a crucial one, and it's interesting to see how the dynamics of the playoff race are shifting. The Steelers' win over the Bengals was also significant, as it dealt a blow to the Bengals' playoff hopes. The Bills' narrow victory over the Chargers was a testament to their resilience, especially considering the Chargers had just fired their coach and general manager.
0: The Detroit Lions also had a notable win over the Minnesota Vikings, securing the NFC North title. And let's not forget the Miami Dolphins' dramatic victory over the Dallas Cowboys with a walk-off field goal. How do these results impact the overall playoff picture,
1: Helena? The Lions' win over the Vikings is a significant achievement as it's their first division crown since 1993. As for the Dolphins, their victory over the Cowboys secures them a playoff berth for the second consecutive season. These results certainly shake up the playoff picture, and it'll be interesting to see how the remaining games of the season play out.
0: On Christmas Day, we saw the Kansas City Chiefs get stunned at home by the Las Vegas Raiders, and the Philadelphia Eagles barely managed to win against the New York Giants. The Baltimore Ravens ended Week 16 with an impressive win at the San Francisco 49ers. Helena, what do these results tell us about the current state of these teams?
1: The Chiefs' loss to the Raiders is a major upset and raises questions about their offensive problems. The Eagles' narrow win against the Giants shows that they still have issues to address, despite ending their three-game losing streak. As for the Ravens? Their victory over the 49ers solidifies their position as one of the top teams in the league.
0: Let's dive into some of the individual performances. We saw a huge game by Cleveland Browns QB Joe Flacco and W.R. Amari Cooper. And let's not forget about Doris Burke making TV history as the first woman analyst on the NBA Finals. Helena, can you provide some insights into these standout performances?
1: Joe Flacco and Amari Cooper's performances were indeed impressive. Flacco's big, accurate arm was on full display and Cooper's big playability, was a key factor in the Browns' victory. As for Doris Burke, her role as the first woman analyst on the NBA Finals is a historic moment for the sport and a significant step forward for gender equality in sports broadcasting.
0: Looking ahead, what are some key matchups and storylines we should be keeping an eye on?
1: Well, the battle for the top seed in both the AFC and NFC is heating up. The Ravens have a chance to clinch the AFC's number one seed when they host the Dolphins. On the NFC side, the 49ers need to bounce back from their loss to the Ravens to keep their hopes of securing the top spot alive. These are just a few of the many exciting storylines to watch as we head into the final weeks of the season.
0: Indeed, the final weeks of the NFL season are shaping up to be quite thrilling. Thanks for your insights, Helena. Now, let's switch courts to the NBA, where Dallas Mavericks superstar Luka Doncic is making waves, recently joining the ranks of some of the game's legends, Doncic entered a recent game against the Suns, only 11 points shy of 10,000 for his career, a milestone he hit in the first quarter. He ended the game with a 50-point performance, becoming only the fourth player in NBA history to do so in a Christmas Day game. Helena,
1: can you give us some more context on this? Certainly, Steven. Doncic's performance was nothing short of spectacular. He joins Bernard King, Wilt Chamberlain, and Rick Barry in scoring 50 on Christmas. This was the sixth 50-point performance of Doncic's career, trailing only Michael Jordan and LeBron James for the most by any player before turning 25 years old since the ABA-NBA merger.
0: That's impressive. And he reached the 10,000-point plateau in only 358 games, right?
1: Yes, that's correct. He matched Hall of Famer Bob McAdoo for the seventh-fewest games needed to do so. The only players who scored 10,000 in fewer games than Doncic are some of the biggest names in the sport, Jordan, Elgin Baylor, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Oscar Robertson, and George Gervin.
0: And at 24 years, 300 days old, Doncic is the sixth
1: youngest player to eclipse 10,000 points. What do you make of this? It's an incredible achievement. He's behind only James, Kevin Durant, Kobe Bryant, Carmelo Anthony, and Tracy McGrady. Doncic's performance against the Suns was particularly noteworthy. He accounted for 26 points in the first quarter alone, and his total of 82 points surpassed Nikola Jokic's 78 against the Suns last season for the most by any player on Christmas. What's been the reaction to his performance? Well, Mavericks coach Jason Kidd said they can't take Doncic for granted when he's feeling it. He also mentioned the challenge of trying to get him some rest, as they weren't going to take him out in the second half. Derek Jones Jr., an eight-year veteran forward, said he's never been on a team where someone is scoring the ball like this at such a high rate and also getting his teammates involved.
0: And it seems Doncic himself was more proud of his defensive performance, right?
1: Yes, he was. He claimed he should at least be considered for second-team NBA All-Defensive honors and said he was prouder of the four steals and three blocks than the 50 points and 15 assists. It's clear that Doncic is not just a scoring machine, but a well-rounded player who contributes significantly to his team's success.
0: It's clear that Doncic is a force to be reckoned with on the court.
1: Thanks for your insights,
0: Helena. Now in another exciting basketball development, Miami Heat managed to secure a 119-113 victory over the Philadelphia 76ers, despite the absence of Jimmy Butler due to injury. The star of the game was rookie Jamie Hackes Jr., who scored a career-high 31 points and 10 rebounds. Helena, can you give us more insight into Jaquez's performance and how it impacted the game?
1: Absolutely, Stephen. Jaquez's performance was indeed remarkable. He became the first rookie to score at least 25 points and 10 rebounds on Christmas Day since Patrick Ewing in 1985. His contribution was crucial in a game that saw Philadelphia miss 13 consecutive shots in the first half and was down 14 at halftime. Tyrese Maxey also had a tough game, finishing 4-for-20.
0: So it seems like Jacquez really stepped up in the fourth quarter to help Miami secure the win. What did Heat coach Eric Spolstra have to say about his performance?
1: Spolstra was full of praise for Jacquez. He noted that he didn't call one play for Jaquez, but he still managed to make significant contributions through offensive rebounding, transition, cuts, and timely threes. It was a 30-point game for Jaquez, which is impressive for a rookie. And what about the performance of the other players? How did they fare in this game? Well, Bam Adebayo and Tyler Harrow also made significant contributions with 26 and 22 points respectively. Adebayo in particular gave the 76ers a hard time inside. On the other hand, the 76ers had strong performances from Tobias Harris and Kelly Oubre Jr. But they struggled with Maxie, who is arguably the frontrunner for Most Improved Player this year. It sounds
0: like a tough game for Maxie. What did he have to say about his performance?
1: Maxie acknowledged that it was a challenging game for him. He mentioned that he got some good looks and shots that he usually makes. But it was just one of those days where things didn't go as planned.
0: Well, it certainly seems like a game of highs and lows. Thanks for your insights, Helena. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Current Radio. We'll see you back here tomorrow.